Hi there, Charles here with Future Knowledge. The episode you're about to listen to was actually recorded back prior to the Ahsoka premiere dropping, and we've just kind of been sitting on it for months waiting for the strikes to end. Obviously, this is going to make the episode a bit odd to listen to since it references things that happened back in the summer, but we wanted to get the thoughts recorded then for posterity. Like, we talk about how we don't really know if Hayden's going to be in the show, and obviously he is. We talk about some marketing material we didn't really have context for. We are super wrong about the Mysterious Inquisitor. It's all things like that. Uh, Obviously, I can't drop a future knowledge every single time we say something that turned out to be wrong, but I do hope y'all enjoy listening to us be wrong. We'll be back to being right next week when we dig into the Ahsoka show for real. Hello, and welcome to the show Gold Squadron Gays. It's the podcast where two Star Wars-loving gays break down each episode of their favorite Star Wars TV shows while also being gay as hell. I'm your host, Bradley Brower. I'm your other host, Charles Rogers, and welcome to the future, whatever that is. (laughs) (laughs) The future. The wonderful future. I'm sure that you guys have fixed everything. You guys, uh, you managed to fix all the damage caused by capitalism. Uh, We're now living in a glorious utopia uh, where everybody has free healthcare and universal basic income and Uh, Star Wars shows release at a reasonable hour. Uh, of the day so that everybody can watch them. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's fantastic and not still a blighted capitalist hellscape uh, where we cling to any small shred of joy that we can to keep ourselves going in this miserable, miserable world. I mean, I guess since everybody has seen the show by now, you know, it has solved racism, it has solved capitalism, it has solved everything. All the problems are solved. All the problems are solved. Everything's solved. Uh, I'm so glad for all of that. Uh, no, we are, <laughs> this is kind of a weird episode uh, in that we don't know when you will be listening to it. Uh, because as of recording the episode, Ahsoka is going to come out in three days, Bradley. Ish. Ish. It's officially it's Wednesday. Now it's Tuesday night. Right. Something. We don't so know when don't it's going to come out. Yet. But we are recording this episode ahead of time because we can't. It's debatable whether or not we're, we're going to actually talk about the show, but you definitely won't hear this episode during the SAG After Strike, because this is not a review. But we're recording it ahead of time because we wanted to get our honest predictions and thoughts, and part of the fun of the episode zero is looking back later and seeing how badly did we do on this. Uh, we know we're not going to be reviewing the show right as it comes out. Uh, it's questionable whether or not we will. I'm feeling optimistic about the WGA strike. They're currently negotiating as we are recording this episode, uh, but we will see how how far we end up pushing ahsoka this episode was recorded genuinely three days before ahsoka actually came out so bradley are you excited i am elated for this show uh we have been waiting for this show ever since we called it back uh when we did our mandalorian season two coverage um yes we talked about the ahsoka episode in the mandalorian uh, and we were like, you know what? This is clearly just a backdoor pilot for a Ahsoka show that Dave wants to do. And wouldn't you know it, only, uh, God, how long has it been since that show came out? Uh, uh, Mandalorian season two, that would have been 2021? 
So two years ago-ish. Two years-ish ago. It was it was just coming out when we started this podcast. Right. I think it would have been early 2021. Yeah, I don't I don't remember whether or not they had announced when did they announce the Ahsoka show? They announced the Ahsoka show. It would have had to have been early 2021 as well. So it may have been late 2020. It was late 2020. Got it. It was late 2020 that the the Ahsoka episode would have come out. But yes, we did correctly predict that that episode was basically just the backdoor pilot to this. And lo and behold, the Ahsoka show is coming out. Here it comes. I'm so excited. I am beyond excited for Rebels season 4.5. No, I really am. And actually, uh, as of this recording, um, the uh, review embargo has lifted for the show. So we've seen, uh, you know, just I haven't like gone in like detail of the reviews or anything like that, but I've seen a few like quick little paragraphs about it. And a lot of them do say, if you liked Rebels, this is legitimately Rebels season five, or at least the first two episodes are. Yeah, I've also heard the same thing. I've talked to some of the people that got screeners. We didn't get screeners, but I I talked to some people that did. Uh, and they basically said, yeah, this is this is Rebels. If this is more Rebels, if you like Rebels, you'll like this. The co- the communication I got from them seemed to be that this does still focus you know, really hep- heavily on Ahsoka since the show is called Ahsoka. <laughs> I don't know if you guys knew this, but she's the main character of the show. What's so bizarre to me, though, and it's it's so interesting because I was remarking this to my boyfriend yesterday. Uh, we were driving along the highway and we saw like a, a billboard for Ahsoka. They're all over, by the way. Really? They're all over LA right now. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, there's one right outside my gym. There's like multiple ones on my way to work. Uh, the Starbucks I go to right at on the weekends. I'm walking to it. Big, like... 10 story tall Ahsoka Tano greets me as I ascend the hill for the final push to that Starbucks. And I was remarking to my boyfriend, it's it's so interesting because I was there in 2008 when this character premiered. And I remember how a lot of people fucking hated Ahsoka Just Tano. Obliterated her, yeah. They premieres. I remember how much I fucking hated Ahsoka Tano when she premiered because I was very toxic and had some very toxic opinions. Yeah. Fortunately, I did not have Twitter, so those opinions will never see the light of day. <laughs> And I was smart enough, I was smart enough to pull my review of the Clone Wars movie because I recognized that I was like, this is not a, this is not an objective review of this movie. This is just me complaining for five paragraphs uh, about how it's not Star Wars that I wanted. But it's just so weird to, and nice to see her have moved from this very controversial character when she first came out to just the love that she's been embraced with to now she's on these billboards and she's getting her own show and i there was an interview with ashley Eckstein that i watched on tiktok where she was like yeah uh originally they were going to kill ahsoka off at the end of the clone wars uh and they were debating no you sent it to me you sent this to me because she was going to get killed off by ventress and And we were like what (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but she remarks later in that interview clip, she says, like, around season four or five-ish of the show, uh, the conversation sort of shifted from how's Ahsoka going to die to Ahsoka lives, right? Right. Ahsoka's alive, right? And she said that was the moment she knew that Ahsoka was going to survive to the end of the Clone Wars. And I'm so glad she did and Rex did. Right. Maul, kind of. I could have mm. I I taken her left Maul. <laughs> 
But that's just so interesting to me looking at this, the way she's been treated by the fan culture going back to 2008 and all the way up to now and just how people have come to embrace her over time. And it's just really cool to see her getting her own show and also getting prominently featured in things. Like, you're expected to know who this woman is. Even my boyfriend, who had never watched a Star Wars before we watched Rebels, uh, he knew who Ahsoka Tano was. Right. He was aware of who this person was. So I think that the, the presence of this show in popular culture is really cool and good. And at time of recording, it is killing me that I can't talk about it in public. <laughs> right. Killing me right now that the AMPTP won't just pay their fucking people. I mean, like, I mean, eventually we will talk about it. It's just because, you know, it can't last forever. But I, it, it is kind of frustrating that we can't, like, go right into it um, immediately because I know we're going to have a lot of opinions and a lot of things to say uh, when this ball oh, finally boy. comes out. Oh, uh, boy. Longtime yeah. listeners of the show will remember the two and a half hour slog that was just Bradley and I yeah. going through the Ahsoka episode of the of uh, Mandalorian. I mean, and I plan on keeping every single thing in those episodes. I don't plan on cutting anything unless it's a tangent. I really don't because honestly, one, I feel like the review, it, it needs the respect that it deserves. And then two, really? because there's going to be so much content because this is a officially the first truly all Dave show. And you know, Dave has a lot that he likes to include in every single thing that he does. And it's usually he has to cut stuff because it's so much stuff. So I'm, I'm excited to let, you know, kind of give him, they gave him the reins to kind of just like, kind of fuck, do whatever he wants. And then like, let's see what happens. Yeah. And he's also an animation guy, like generally an animation guy. So there is not a frame of time in a Dave Filoni joint that is wasted. And that is one thing I will say about him. You know, I have Dave complimentary and Dave derogatory. I will say one of the Dave complimentary things are his episodes are so exhausting to review. Yes. Just because he does not waste a single moment of time. It's a what can you miss it kind of thing. Like if you don't pay attention, if you're on your phone during the episode, you're going to miss stuff. Like, <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. And I think that comes back to animation where he has 22 minutes on Cartoon Network to tell this story. He has to move from one point to the next one. And that's how you end up with these shows that go back and watch these episodes like J Guys and Jedi, Dark Side Divas, First Steps of Star Wars podcast. They'll they'll get 22 minute episodes and they'll turn it into two hours. Yeah. Because there's it's just so, so much there. And watching the trailers for Ahsoka, I get the sense that Ahsoka is very much the same way. That it's going to be one of those where there's not an ounce that's wasted. Uh, speaking of not an ounce being wasted, can we talk about the fucking stacked ass cast yes. for this show and oh all of God. the characters? I'm sure our first episode is going to be like three and a half hours long. I mean, I just talking about the cast be. alone, it's it's going to be like, okay, we're going to have every new character on screen. Like, like thankfully, we probably we probably don't really need to go super hard in Rosario Dawson or Hayden Christensen or anything like that. Like, you know, if if mentioned asterisk up, asterisk, we don't a hundred percent know Hayden Christensen will be in the show, but we kind of hundred percent know Hayden Christensen will oh, be in the show. Yeah, true. Unof unofficially, we know, but un non officially, we don't. Really I will for sure. <laughs> the, if Hayden Christensen shows up on the screen and calls Ahsoka snips, I will set myself on fire and <laughs> run into the ocean. And to be clear, this episode is premiering. The, the first two episodes are premiering in the middle of a tropical storm here in L.A. I'm still going to do that <laughs> if that happens. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. I love it. I remember um, a, a 
a promo came out with like the the Matt Lanter voice lines uh, from Rebels from the the episode where she's watching the thing, but it didn't really sound like Matt. So some people were speculating that it might be Hayden had re-recorded that dialogue. I never got confirmation one way or the other on whether or not it was Hayden or or Matt. Uh, gotcha. But yes, that was a tangent. Returning to the cast list, we we probably won't get too into like Rosario Dawson and yeah, Hayden I think Richardson. it's a pretty obvious one there. Yeah, we can. Genevieve of... O'Reilly is in this. Um, mm-hmm. Mon Mothma is here. To the delight of me and so the four other people on Twitter who are obsessed with her. I, uh, I can't wait. I mean, honestly, and even when they announced some of the cast members, or I think it was just Natasha they uh, they announced, and that was pretty much it when back in... Uh, Natasha Liu Bordizzo uh, right. was going to be uh, Sabine Wren. We're going to see how far, by the way, I'm making into coverage it before I accidentally call Sabine Satine. Oh, Especially since Hera is being played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Right. Who is Ewan McGregor's wife. It's just so many. It's like, stop. Like, what are you guys doing to us? Like, have you, have you seen the clip that came out? This was like yesterday. Yes. Uh, oh my God. She's so perfect. Okay. So we got to talk about this. Okay. She's so, so perfect. We, we've just talked about how there was no wasted time on screen. The clip that just came out that Charles is talking about. Um, I don't know the name of the clip, but it, has features uh, two scenes blade or whatever right it features two different scenes one of them is of Hera and chopper in uh some kind of plane or in the what are they in um are in the phantom they're in the phantom they're in the phantom um and they're being chased or pursued or whatever amazing scene uh chopper chews the scene already and he's barely in it oh he's then, brilliant <laughs> he's like, incredible oh my God. some of the some of the like movement of this character i'm like yeah that's the chopper that's chopper it's, that's him it's so good and we've never i mean we've gotten chopper live action i put in air quotes because he was barely in rogue one for like a hot second and you there is that weird after show thing that was on i think when rebels was rebels on, recon was on, we'll talk right. about we'll talk about that at some point when we run out of content we will talk about rebels right now we're busy going through visions in our off time right exactly but he just looks so good and the movement and the it's almost like that the, he's the best person to be translated from animation like out of this whole entire cast not that they don't all look good but like he seems to be like i mean there's no way you could have gotten that any better this is the chopper show the yeah, show is about I, chopper. I think it's gonna be chopper the show, show is for him <laughs> but uh you were saying that yeah there's so much packed into this 30 second clip and one of them is right. like hera talking to chopper and I'm like, because I, I remember, I, I remember at the time we were like, why, why didn't you just cast Vanessa Marshall? Which I do still kind of wish they'd done. Yeah. Like, I, I will forever be like, you should offer the part to who, whoever played it first, as long as visually, you know, it makes it sense right. for them to be in it. And Vanessa Marshall would have worked. But Mary Elizabeth Winstead in that clip, she just radiates hair. Like, she gets it. And the actors that have, like, the actors have given interviews and things that were like, I watched rebels i did this you know just to see what had been done with the character before and obviously they want to make the character their own they don't want to just do the rebels character just do like an imitation but a lot of the big ones do seem to be familiar enough with rebels that they're able to capture a lot of the same mannerisms that the animators did and a lot of the same vocal tone that the the original voice actors did which is very cool i am i I love it i'm feeling I'm feeling great about that. I would love for Zeb to show up at some point, but I don't know if that's going to happen. You know, I have a sneaky suspicion that it's going to be like, I think he will show up. I think it'll just be a one episode thing. Like he'll be there for a second because I, I I know what they want to do. I feel, I feel it in my brain that they want to do one shot 
of the whole ghost crew minus you know someone uh spoilers for rebels all right peter kane and jaris <laughs> spoilers for rebels if you already haven't watched it um if you haven't but, watched rebels somehow so uh, i think they but they, i think they do want to do uh, there's going to be a shot where the whole crew is back together at some point in this show i don't know if it'll happen maybe in the finale or if it'll happen like randomly or maybe it'll be everybody but you know maybe ezra for plot reasons but they they do want to i'm sure they want to do a family reunion shot at some point um, do you did i ever tell you bradley about that time i got brunch tipsy and came home and watched solo and cried about the wookies <laughs> i've told you this story I, I went to brunch with my boyfriend. We had several bottomless mimosas, came home, watched Solo, and then I got to thinking about how Chewbacca wouldn't see his family for 30 years and legitimately started crying. Did I tell you about this? Oh, wait a minute. It's, it's all coming back to me now. Yeah. I have a feeling I'm going to cry that hard if the ghost crew shows up united in live action on my screen. Yeah. Uh, except I won't need the mimosas to do that. I will simply cry that hard because I am emotional about the rebels crew yeah i think well i think also i don't know if this will happen on this i i keep saying this season like it's not gonna get another season because at this point i'm pretty confident just the hype around this show alone and they're gonna have to do another one like i don't know i just feel like it's gonna happen regardless i feel I don't know very what... confident about more ahsoka i'm very confident i i think before they were pitching it as like a mini series and now i feel like it's just more of an open-ended like if we do another season we do another season you know kind of thing and yep I feel like that's definitely going to happen. Um, so I say that I, to say, I don't think Rex will show up in this season. However, they could surprise me. Um, I but think he, he will if they do screen. flashbacks. That's, oh, do? that's my thing. That? I th they will if he d if it's flashbacks, then they'll they'll have Rex in it. Okay, so I will say if he shows up, that would be that would be a, a DH Tim would be uh, something that would get me. I feel like that would get me. That would get you. Yeah, I think I, so. I, I fully believe. Especially if he's on screen with Ahsoka, like maybe a younger Ahsoka, if they cast a younger Ahsoka, which we haven't really talked about if they would do that or not. But I, I don't, we don't want to talk too much about like leaks and rumors and things on the show. I heard some rumblings about that and even yeah. the name of an actress thrown around. Oh, really? But I don't okay. think we ever got additional confirmation. So I'm no. not prepared to present that as a thing that we explicitly know, nor can I in good conscience pretend to predict that myself right. so i definitely think i've we, heard when that we talk about i think it's likely okay yeah. uh, i was gonna say if we talk about the hayden christensen of it all you know there's obviously two options there with hayden christensen you know it's like do we do a flashback scene of some kind where we i mean i guess they could de-age him he looks pretty good so i don't know if they'll go like super crazy with it but probably kind of do what they did in kenobi just kind of make him look a little younger with the haircut, I guess. But or but I think they'd give him shaggy hair anyway. He so would have really shaggy matter. hair because he has shaggy hair at that point. Yeah, right. he's so already got the Revenge of the Sith hair. Right. So I think, yeah, I think if they did do some kind of flashback, that's an option. However, I think the more likely option would be, I don't think they'll do Force Ghost, but they could. Um, I think they'll do more of like a an echoing in her head kind of thing. Not necessarily like a he's alive kind of situation, more of a this is my like remembrance of him kind of echoing. Like, I don't think. I have my things. own theory. Okay. Do you want to hear my slightly insane theory? <laughs> sure, give it to me. So I know we talk about the world between worlds a lot, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying that that's a thing. Okay. 
I think I think we're gonna see the the flashbacks not in the narrative itself. I think Ahsoka's literally gonna see them in the world, but she's gonna have to go into the world between worlds. Right. Or it's gonna open with her in the world between worlds, and we're gonna see how she got out of it to get back to Malachor, where we see her at, at in season four, where remember she goes into Malachor and we have no idea how she gets off this place. We have no right. idea how long she's there. So I think it's gonna open with her and Malachor, and she's been there for like three years. And uh, what's it say? Balin's skull shows up, and uh, that's how she manages to get off. That's that's my theory. Interesting. I like that theory, and it actually, I'm not trying to like switch topics all of a sudden, but you lead us into the new characters a little bit, which is yeah. Like let's talk segue. about some of the new characters. We should talk about some of the new characters because that's actually a really good segue. Um, we have uh, on the villain side, we have Balin's skull, played by the late great uh, Ray Stevenson. Uh, rest in peace. You, know, you will be missed, and I'm looking forward to seeing your final performance here. I forget. Let me look up really fast who is playing. So we have uh, Shin Hati, right. played by Ivana Sakno. Sakno? Yeah, I was trying to say. Sakno, say I believe is. We apologize sure, yeah, for the well, name. We'll learn it eventually. She's a Ukrainian-American uh, actress. Now, the name gives me the ick for this character. Mm -hmm. uh, the fact that her character is named Shin gives me the ick. Uh, I can't really explain why. Right. Uh, I'm I'm currently talking to somebody who is more of an expert in the reason the name gives me the ick, and I will talk about it when we get to her in the actual show. Because yeah. I also do want to see what they do with her in the show, because I could just be being reactionary to Dave using words he doesn't understand again. Mm. Hello, the Clone Wars. So I am uh, I'm interested to see this character. We'll, we'll put it that way. And then, of course, we have the return of Mer Morgan Elspeth, played by the incomparable Deanna Lee Inosato. I Love did that. not look up that. Let me. No, that's right. Inosanto. Sorry. Santa. I did not look up Inosanto. Deanna Lee Inosanto is yeah. returning as Morgan Elspeth. Uh, and of course, we have one more villain. That Bradley no idea who nope. is playing <laughs> we we have no idea uh anything no uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn is back played once again by Lars Mikkelsen yes of course uh and Twitter has lost its mind and has been losing its mind for weeks over the return of this character which is a really interesting villain lineup these these the former Jedi his Padawan whatever the fuck's going on with Morgan Elspeth and then Thrawn Right. There's so many. Yeah, there's it's we really don't quite understand why there's so many villains. And we I mean, we don't know who's playing this character, but also the random inquisitor character, the random well, inquisitor so. that's here, which it's I think like Bradley so and I have been fighting. We have been <laughs> fighting in the DMs for weeks. We have been fighting about this character because I am fully convinced that that is the eighth brother. Okay, so we should if wait. We need to write here. I mean, we need to write down all of our things. I'm going to get a piece of paper right now. Okay. We need to write down every single character that we think that this person could be, and we need to see who's right. And this this will be our time capsule right here. This will be our time capsule. Who right? we think the Inquisitor is when they inevitably reveal who it is at some point. Keeping us show. honest. Keeping us honest. Here's genuinely who we're putting our money on. Our invisible okay. credits that don't exist. Um, <laughs> I think it's the eighth brother. Eighth brother. I think. Okay. So I I, I agree with you. In the sense that that would be the safest and most boring choice to do. And I do believe that that is probably the case in this situation. Only because he seems to be just a, like a non-important part of the story. He just seems to be, it's probably just 
the first two episodes it's just a plot point right and it's like actually ah, look pin really quickly for our our listeners who maybe haven't watched rebels in a while the eighth brother was the inquisitor that shows up on malachor hunting mole uh he's only in the twilight of the apprentice episodes he tries to jump away with his spinning lightsaber as a helicopter it breaks and he crashes and presumably dies that is that is who we're talking about sorry bradley continue so I think it's a boring option, but the sheer fact that the uh, Inquisitor character, uh, who is known as Mara or Mara, Maruk, 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 I don't know how maybe? to say it. That's just the name that they gave them um, for this show, I, probably because there is no Inquisitoris at this time, so therefore they don't have their fifth brother name anymore. Um, so he just took on the name Maruk or Merrick or whatever it is. But because it's played by a stunt person is the only reason why I feel so strongly that this is probably just the fifth brother. Um, eighth or, brother. Or, eighth, sorry, brother. eighth brother. The fifth brother is that giant... That's uh, right, I, I forget. ...Russian-sounding um, motherfucker. Uh, no, but the fact that it's played by a stunt person is probably indicative of the fact that it's not... Not that he's not an important character, but because the reveal under the mask is probably not that important in this case it could be that's one theory the other theory which is my kind of stronger theory okay is that it's a very important person and the person who is underneath is casted however they don't want to give away the fact that it's this person uh because that's going to be the big reveal at the end of the show who, who do you think it is who do you uh, think it is bradley i my my second strongest theory is that it's got to be ezra bridger that is a hot hot theory please explain be. your logic so here's my thing Ezra, we don't know what happens to Ezra when he goes off in the end of Rebels because him and Thrawn get yeeted off into space by space whales. We don't really know what happens to them. Now, we know Thrawn is alive because we literally see him in the trailer. We literally so. see him in the trailer, yes. Spoiler alert, he survived. Also, the sheer fact that they even bothered to cast somebody uh, that is an actual actor to play Ezra, even though we've only seen him in the trailer as a hologram, and the fact that they went to the lengths to hire somebody that decently is an actor <laughs> you know what i mean um that could possibly appear in other episodes i'm gonna go with the fact that this is kind of like a long-term casting situation like they wanted to prepare for him to show up more and not just you look vaguely like ezra as a real person casting because i feel like with that they could have just chosen really anybody but i feel like this person um it's just i don't know i feel like they were kind of thinking long term I agree so, with that part of it, at least, that, that yeah. some of these people that they have cast, you can kind of tell when a TV show is doing a little bit of stunt casting, i.e. we're right. going to cast a person like Jack Black, who is not going to appear in more than one episode because this person is extremely busy, right. versus we've cast somebody that we can get under contract for uh, three seasons of TV plus a movie. Right. And I, that's just my, like my deductive reasoning of why I think it's Ezra only because now the reason why he's quote unquote an inquisitor or slash uh, I'm putting in air quotes evil um, because he's dressed all black. So it must be evil. Um, he's all is, black and has a red lightsaber. Yeah. He's right. He, he's a bad guy. This right. is the star Wars uh, code for bad guy. So it could be one of two things. Um, I think one could be, for sure, you know, like a double agent kind of situation, you know, that's not that unheard of uh, for Ezra to do. He likes, you know, if I, I've been watching Rebels recently and he does very much so dress up in the other side's uh, outfits all the time to blend in kind of thing. That's kind of this thing. Uh, I, I don't think it'd be that much of a stretch for Ezra to, you know, go out of his way to be quote unquote an inquisitor of some kind 
are in this case more of a bounty hunter i think style i think is what they're kind of going for you are um, just so proud of the fact that you rewatched all of rebels prior to the show <laughs> you are just not, so proud of this fact i'm not done but uh, i'm very close uh, i gotta hurry up because literally we only have a few more days left you're gonna have uh you're gonna have the me in the parking lot situation when i when rise of skywalker was about to come out uh it disney plus like came out with all the star wars on it in like november right. and then for like a month and a half i just did nothing but watch star wars i watched all of the movies all of clone wars all of revenge uh, rebels uh all of resistance that had come out at that point it was down to the wire so much i was literally watching the final episodes of rebels that had been released on my phone in the parking lot of the theater to go see rise of skywalker <laughs> it's going to be that situation for you yeah it's i'm cutting it down to the wire but anyway i just thought that i don't know i just feel like that's one possible situation my other more prominent theory about it being ezra is that he's brainwashed in some kind of capacity okay some kind of mind control some kind of brainwashing somehow thrawn got to him in some kind of way and kind of coerced you, him you think now in the trailers we see sabine using a lightsaber and being trained by ahsoka at least in in jedi fighting techniques questionably debatable whether or not sabine actually has force powers i do not think so yeah i think i saw i saw like uh something about that online and i was i mean i'm literally watching the show like as you know this stuff is coming out and they don't really at least in the show they don't really indicatively tell you like oh she's force sensitive but she is just like good at combat because she she's literally trained with the dark saber there's a right. whole episode that one of the best episodes of the show is about her getting trained by the jedi and learning right. how to fight with the dark saber and, and, and mm, mm, yeah so mm, dumb people online watch right. rebels so it's I literally in there i you don't, don't have to use the force to use a lightsaber right i don't think she's force sensitive i think well that's not true i think everybody's probably a tiny bit force sensitive because we're all the force and the force flows through us and blah 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 wizards but finds us and penetrates us and right exactly the um, most so awkward I think, line ever i i think she i think she has like the ability to use a weapon of the jedi i don't necessarily think she can lift stuff with her mind and you know all that kind of gobbledygook religion stuff but i think yeah she's proficient in a lightsaber with a lightsaber because she so had literally three different jedi train her and you know lightsaber dueling Here's my question before, but before we had tangented, here's where this was going. Do you think they're setting up the a duel between Ahsoka, uh, not Ahsoka, uh, Ezra and Sabine? Um, no. No? Don't. You don't think those two I, are going to fight at some point? No, because they clearly, uh, with this Shin character, they are setting up essentially a rival to Sabine. It seems to be that way, uh, that she is the rival to Sabine. And because even in the trailer, she tells Sabine in their little battle, she has like a quick line. She says, you have no real power. So I think Shin knows that she's not force sensitive because she can feel it in the force. And then like she thinks she's better than her, obviously, because she does have the force. But Sabine is holding her own, clearly, um, because she was trained in combat at some capacity. So I... I don't think they're going to set up Ezra versus Sabine. However, I do think that if this Inquisitor character is Ezra, the whole, if he is brainwashed or some kind of capacity, him against Ahsoka is very interesting because, you know, theoretically, Ahsoka is like the last kind of mentor that is alive, really, for Ezra, that is the Jedi term of stuff, uh, of his family. So I don't know. It would just be interesting that, like, it's kind of like a, 
the apprentice of the apprentice kind of thing. I don't know. I just know that there is a lightsaber duel in the like the first clip that was released and it looked cool as hell. <laughs> and I'm like, if that's what you're opening with, and we know there's going to be multiple duels. Yeah. Uh, there, you, you sent me like a screen grab from one of the trailers. We can see there's one point where two duels are happening simultaneously. Right. And like, we know that Ahsoka fights Balin at one point with like the orange and white lightsabers and they're in like they're in like this star map thing right that kind of that they find in one of the other trailers uh which side note yes everyone i've seen the comparisons between that and the star map in kotor i do believe they are intentional i believe <laughs> that is an actual reference to knights of the old republic uh but also Speaking of random shit from nowhere, we haven't even mentioned the presence of Professor Hu Yang, oh, played yeah. by David Tennant. <laughs> Just a random, is in this, yeah. Is in this? David Tennant having a renaissance right now because he's in this and he's also the like interim, like spoilers for the end of, of the latest Doctor Who, uh, Jodie Whittaker's Doctor regenerates back into David Tennant. Oh. So he's okay. the doctor for the anniversary special and is going to lead into Shutigatwa, who's the, the new doctor the new who's okay, going to cool. be taking over. Uh, yeah, no, um, David Tennant's here. Of all the characters that I did not think were going to pop up in this show. It is a random character because, so I don't know like the history of the character more than just what I've seen in obviously the cartoons and stuff. Like, I'm We sure will discuss like, it at yeah. length. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, there's there's probably a lot to that character, but... It's just funny that this thousand plus year old, you know, droid is showing up in this, um, just in this show for no reason whatsoever. Well, I guess there probably is a reason, but we just don't know it yet. There, um, I'm sure there is. We just don't know. Yeah. Canonically, too, uh, my favorite Hu Yang fact is the fact that they're one of the theories that the Jedi have about where he came from is that he showed up in a blue box randomly outside of the temple. That is my favorite Professor Hu Yang fun okay. fact, is that that's one of the theories as to where he came from. Thank you, Mike Chin. You are fucking amazing. So I love that. Yeah, I love that he's randomly in this. Um, I'm trying to think if we're missing anybody that like could theoretically pop up. Um, I mean, Not we didn't any... really talk about... Uh, well, we know that Thrawn's coming back. We, we know I mean, Thrawn's coming. And we it's know... played by Lars Mikkelsen, so that's already done. We know probably no Eli, which is a crime. Which is a shame. Which because I feel like that seems to be like a really good way to tie in at least the novels. You know what I mean? Just I have a theory like... about that. Okay. Because Dave Filoni has met with Timothy Zahn a couple right. of times. And Zahn has talked about how they've, they're working together mm -hmm. on this. So my theory is that we're going to get more Timothy Zahn novels that are going to be taking place concurrently the way Alliances and Treason did with Rebels. Ah, and that okay. Eli and the other Chiss characters are not going to turn up in Ahsoka right. or later seasons of Ahsoka because they're being handled by Timothy Zahn in his novels. He's got that would make sense. Those I, that that would make a lot of sense. Now, what I wouldn't give for all of them to show up. In the now, show now be... I would personally lose my mind <laughs> if the Chiss showed up in Ahsoka, and I know Twitter would break if that, that happened. Be... But I do not think that is actually going to be what occurs. No, I yeah, think no, they I are gonna so. they are gonna let Timothy Zahn keep doing that off to the side, and maybe maybe if they're working closer together now, that means that that Dave and you know the other people who make later series of things, Mandalorian season four, 
uh, Ahsoka Theoretical Season 2, Heir to the Empire, we'll be able to more reference what's happening over in Timothy Zahn's novels with the Thrawn stuff. Kind of a reverse of how, like, Treason literally contained the scene from Rebels Season 4 where he's talking to Tarkin. So kind of the reverse of that, to be able to know this is what Timothy Zahn is doing in his novels. Maybe I'm being optimistic, but I do think there is a lot of respect for Timothy Zahn going on currently, and I'm hoping that translates to more Chiss novels, because he set up a whole thing with the Grisk that we never got to. <laughs> Which, We never dealt with this. If, I mean, if they do end up doing more you know, novels, then the, they could answer that. But it also would be interesting if that was a plot point of this if Ahsoka show is that 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 was something that he was dealing with while he was off with space whales or something like I don't yes. know I just feel like it'd be interesting or or that. we could get like an interim time like a, a Thrawn and Ezra in the you know 10 years or whatever since that would be the interesting the show too. them having to fight against the Grisk which is why they never came back that would be an they got scooped up by the series. ascendancy and oh no yeah. the Grisk are, are like actually doing their invasion I kind of like that I like that as like I instead of that. doing a novel that takes place concurrently, the novel series that takes Do place a prequel. in the interim time. Yeah, I just want to see. I just want to see Ezra meet the sky. Some of the Skywalkers. I think that would be so cool. Hell, I want at some point Ahsoka to meet one of the Skywalkers. I think she would lose her goddamn mind. Uh, that you remember the bit in the Ahsoka novel where she's talking about how wow it was kind of super fucked up what they asked us to do as kids. Right. Imagine she meets the fucking Skywalkers and finds out what the Chiss are doing to them. Yeah, and she's gonna be like, um... she's gonna be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> she's like, I thought what the, the Jedi fuck were is bad. wrong with you? Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you people? Oh, oh my god. god, she meets Ahsoka meets Borica. I would, I would go insane. I would lose my mind. Well, Bradley, do you have any sort of? final prediction well we do this sort of every time yeah bradley if if you haven't said it yet what's your wildest theory for uh the ahsoka show the just out of left field fucking out of pocket shit that it's probably never gonna happen uh but we're going with it anyway what's the absolute craziest thing okay i've got two i've got okay i've got my Probably not batshit crazy. It theoretically could happen. I just don't see it happening this season or being a plot point at all. If, But it could be. It's something that's definitely possible. Is that Barris Offie shows up at some okay. point in this show? It, whether it be this season or the next season or whatever. I don't know. I don't think it's actually going to happen. But that would be kind of like my left field character that shows up is Barris okay. for some reason. Um, Just because of her ties with Ahsoka, I think that would be just very interesting and that yeah i just think that would be a really good plot for ahsoka to have to deal with this character you know that treated very poorly <laughs> so it just would be really nice and dave's also said in the past that he would love to do something with that character he so, has plans he knows right. what happens to barris he just never has gotten around to telling that story right so i think that would be a, definitely an interesting character to show up now you're gonna hate this next one and i oh I, i'm sure you're, you're going to probably reach out into the screen and uh, okay. Force choke me, but let's hear it. Uh, the uh, mysterious inquisitor is gonna be a star killer. Oh that's fuck my, off! That's my fuck crazy fuck left off. field. Fuck you! If that's who's gonna be, um, you don't actually think that. You're just saying that to piss me off. I think that would be a great batshit crazy thing fuck to also you. piss you off. Um, and <laughs> it would be you. a great, you know, it would be a nice like uh, Anakin's apprentice versus Darth Vader's apprentice kind of situation, you know. So. Okay, no, genuinely, I do like that. 
<laughs> if, if they do it. Well, I've always said too that one of the things that I think would be funny is is if they brought like Star Killer into canon, yeah. uh, just so Ahsoka can kick the crap out of him. Well, that's a that's a kind. I of think that'd be like, fucking yeah, 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 hilarious. Yeah. I think that'd be so fucking funny. I would lose my mind. It would be really cool, and you know, I don't know. I I I like the idea of them doing that. I don't know why that would be. A, I don't think it'd be bad. And and Sam Witwer could come back and play. Sam Witwer would Killer, love so. to play this part again. Sam Witwer, amazing would the, that be? The only one of the only redeeming things to Star Killer for me is how much Sam Witwer loves being this character and how much heart he puts into talking about Starkiller and playing Starkiller. He clearly absolutely loves this role. And uh, okay, okay. Mm. Here's and my- hear me out. Wait, hear me out. And this would be their chance to kind of retcon his story and not make it I would so... be interested. You know what I mean? I would, like... be, I would be interested to see how you would do that because Starkiller is a character that's very hard to divorce from his story in the context of the the broader Force Unleashed, we don't talk about Force Unleashed 2 narrative. Right. Uh, it would be difficult to do. I'd be curious to see. Here's my out-of-pocket theory. Okay. All right. I also have two. I have one that's likely to happen and one that's not likely to happen. My most, my, my likely this will probably happen at some point in the show is that Darth Vader is going to physically show up. Oh, okay. Either in a flashback or a vision or something, we right. will see Darth Vader in the suit, physically yeah. present somewhere in this show. I don't think that, that that's that un. That's that's not super out of pocket. Yeah, no, I don't think. Uh, so. But yeah, it's out of pocket enough that I'm going to call it, it, it the the milder of the two insane theories. Sure. Here's my absolutely out of pocket one. Okay. We're getting Ventress. No. Yes. You're lying. Ventress is going to show up somehow. Or she's going to be mentioned, or it's going to be a throwaway line, but we will get Ventress acknowledgement in this show. I doubt it, because you know what? Dave doesn't like me that much. <laughs> that's that's my out-of-pocket theory. Out of is... all the letters I've written to him, uh, <laughs> I don't think he read them at all, so I don't think that that's going to ever happen. Bradley's I having like letters of, of please give us Ventress back, right. mailed to the Lucasfilm headquarters weekly. Uh, no, that's my out-of-pocket theory. That's your out-of-pocket. Okay. That's all right, my out-of-pocket so theory. Ventress versus Starkiller. Let's see Ventress who shows Star up. Ventress versus Starkiller. Let's see who shows up. <laughs> Woo! Alrighty. We are not going to do any pluggables because uh, we are not 100% sure when this episode is going to air. It will be after the conclusion of the SAG After Strike. So uh, I guess insert future pluggables here. And then uh, Bradley, you want to take us to the socials so you and I can at long last watch ahsoka thank you for listening to this episode of gold squadron gaze did charles fuck something up email us at goldsquadrongaze at gmail.com to let us know you can also find us on twitter at at gold squad gaze and you can find us on tiktok and instagram at at gold squadron gaze you can also find us on youtube at our gold squadron gaze youtube channel where we post full episodes of this show finally if you liked the show don't forget to rate us and give us a review on your favorite podcast platform. That allows other people to find our show. As always, thank you for listening to Gold Squadron Gaze, and we'll see you next week.